This is the Sterling Vineyard Sundays podcast. We're a church passionate about encountering Jesus and sharing his love with our city. To find out more about who we are, visit our website at sterlingvineyard.co.uk. our plan for the morning has kind of gone out the window a little bit because do you know what Holy Spirit is here God is here God is moving we just love worshiping here in the vineyard don't we uh, and we just want to be t- spending time in his presence um, so a we'll, bit of kind of what was going on there uh, hearing God speak uh, hearing God speak to us his kingdom here on earth uh, we uh, some of us are just back from the the vineyard conference up in Aberdeen the Scottish uh, leaders vineyard conference and uh, do you know, the, we just wanted to share actually a few stories uh, with you to begin with. Um, so I'll just let Ali kind of get himself ready. Um, if you don't know us, uh, my name is Fiona. Sometimes I get called Fee because it kind of goes better with Ali and Fee. Uh, so that's not two different people. Uh, I'm Fiona, but also Fee. This is Ali. Uh, and we're uh, kind of just looking after things a little bit here, uh, while Hannah at the back, you might have heard of her, uh, you might have heard her amazing prayers, Uh, that's Hannah here, Uh, she's taking some time off uh, on maternity, Um, so we're kind of looking after things just now, um, and we're just going to share a bit of uh, a kind of vision Sunday this morning with you, Um, so yeah, I'll pass it over to you. Yes, well, um yeah, well, that was, uh, I don't know, yeah, I'm, I'm done. Uh, there's not much, I think I need to gather myself. And uh, uh, yeah, so um, we're just, um, as we said, we're just back from the, from the Scottish Vineyard Conference um, in Aberdeen. If, uh, if you weren't there, I just want to really plug that for next year. I know it's a whole 51 weeks away, but um, do mark it in your calendars. It is just a really special time. Uh, together with our vineyard family from across Scotland, just spending time worshiping, hearing from amazing uh, speakers, and just spending time in God's presence. It was really, really special this this year. Um, you know, we really uh, we saw some amazing, uh, miraculous signs uh, uh, and wonders uh, from heaven when we were, when we were there. Um, you know, many many of the leaders there felt a real prompting from God. Uh, for healings, uh, and that the Lord uh, not only wanted to to heal people, but to call out and equip and release others into uh, you know to to do to do the works of the kingdom in their communities, for their for their cities wherever they were from, uh, to go pray for people, to serve the poor, uh, to heal the sick. You know, there's real power in our stories, and yeah, Fee said we just love to share some of those, um, of share some of the things that God has been doing. Um, with you know through through us or you know around us over the past few weeks you know it was said at the conference that um you know that we should always have a story you know that we should always have a recent story of what god has been doing in our lives and 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 i think that's so powerful you know that when when someone asks you know what's god been doing in your life you can say well this is the amazing thing so fee what has god been doing in your life in the past week um so for just a bit of background um I have been suffering with uh, quite severe pain in the back of my neck for a few weeks now, a couple of months. Um, 
I probably got quite a kind of high tolerance for pain, got quite a high pain threshold. Um, but even Ali was getting a bit sick of me, kind of complaining about how sore my neck was. And he was like, you just need to go and get, get see someone about that. Um, I was like, oh, it's really sore. Um, so anyway, the first night at the conference, uh, so I'd been working all day with my teacher. Um, we'd basically packed up the car, dropped the kids, drove up to Aberdeen. It was a bit of a rush. We literally walked in the door like five minutes late. Everyone was already up, you know, getting stuck in to worship and we were walking in and um, the the speaker Jordan Singh uh, stood up kind of after worship to, to, to he was talking he was doing the sermon that that night and he was like do you know what actually before I even start talking before I go into the sermon about healing I just feel like God is saying that there's some people here who are in pain right now um, in particular he's given me a word for people or a person who has pain right here right in the back of their neck is that anyone um, so I just like was like yeah that's me and there's a couple of others and he said yeah your, your pain it's really sore you've been getting headaches because of it I was like yep yep that's me and he's like right well stand up um and so I stood up and like instantly the pain was gone absolutely gone <laughs> and that was before he even did any kind of sermon any kind of ministry time just God just used that particular moment and I just felt God so um just God's power just uh, so um amazing um, and you know what? God then used that moment because um, we the, uh, the next day we went to Union Square for dinner um, and Beck and I and Ali thought we'd just pop into a couple of shops beforehand. I'd seen a, a shirt that I liked. So I went into the shop and um, I was paying at the, the cashier desk and the girl behind the desk was like... It's like moving her neck, kind of like really looking uncomfortable. And I said to her, have you got a sore neck? And uh, she's like, yeah, yeah, I've got a really sore neck. And I was like, oh, that's a shame. And, <laughs> and then, like, paid for, my, paid for my shirt, walked away, and Ali looked at me and was like, you know you've got to pay for it, right? I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> as soon as I said, have you got a sore neck? I was like, oh, yeah, God's telling me to pay for her. And he's like, are you going? I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I gave Ali my shopping bag, went back in, and I just said to the girl, I was just like, look, this is going to sound really random, but I'm a Christian. I had a really sore neck yesterday. Some people prayed for me, um, and now it's better. Can I pray for you? And she was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so I, I started praying for her, praying for her neck. Um, and out the corner of my eye, I could start to see, like, the queue of people <laughs> at the till. Um, so I was like, okay, wrap it up, wrap it up. So I was praying for her finished uh, and she kind of clocked the big queue as well and obviously I didn't want to get her in trouble so she kind of jumped back around the desk and she just went oh hopefully it'll be better and I was like oh great bye and ran away but do you know what maybe God was doing something in her maybe God is, is you know uh, kind of planting a new seed there who knows but it just it just was encouraging for me to think do you know what we hear about it, we hear about doing this stuff, some of us experience, you know, healing or words or pictures in ministry time, but you know what, what is it if we're not going to be going out and sharing that with other people? So uh, I just felt like I needed to do that. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's so good. That's so good. And you know what, when when that happens, you know, faith in the room rises and, and your faith, you know, you just get this little boost of faith and it's so cool. And, um, you know, later that, later that afternoon um, in the evening session, um, again, just in the ministry time, uh, we, we, they were just going around the room and said, and we'd spent some time, um, and the speaker just explained, you know, sometimes God gives us words for people, um, and you know, so we're going to just spend a minute uh, and and see if God gives us a word for anyone in the room, you know, for healing, 
And so people just started shouting out, oh, hip and neck and ankle and, um, and then, uh, you know, and, and getting some quite, uh, you know, detailed um, conditions as well. And so uh, the speaker was like, oh, great, right. Those people who have those conditions, if you want to stand up, uh, you know, that takes real guts to do that. And, um, and yeah, just people all around the room just were standing up and, and they said, right, everyone, go and find someone to pray with. So, uh, so I went over, I, I stand standing next to a guy um, and asked, you know, just asked him his name and asked him what was going on, you know, followed the vineyard prayer model. If you don't know it, you know, we can run through it at another time. Um, but, you know, just asked him, you know, what it, what it is that he was experiencing, what pain or discomfort he had. And he said, he said um, that he had had, um, he's just got a kind of mashed up ankle. His, his foot had been, um, operated on countless times since he was two years old. He was now, you know, in his in his forties uh, or fifties, and he said, you know, he was one operation from losing his leg, um, and he kind of lifted up his leg, and there was this kind of big, uh, big scar kind of coming up his shin. He said, ever since, you know, I I live with pain, and um, I'm I'm used to it, and I I just get on I just get on with it. Um, it's just part of my life now. You know, my my leg is uh, is it's arthritic, it's, it's sore, my ankle locks. Um, and, you know, when you hear that kind of list of conditions, you know, you have two options. Your faith can either decrease and think, oh man, well, that's going to be a tough one to heal. Or you can be like, you know what, my God is bigger than anything. And, um, and so we just said, you know what, let's just pray. So we prayed, so we put hands on his ankle uh, and we prayed for him. And we prayed for a couple of minutes and we said, you know, do you feel anything? He said, oh, a little bit, a little bit. I said, right, okay, well, let's pray again. Um, and we asked him, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how was the pain on a daily basis? He says, probably about a six. Um, he said, well, I said, well, what's the pain now? He says, well, it, it was about a five at the moment. Okay, right, cool, let's pray. So we prayed again um, and just asked, you know, just, just ask God to heal him uh, and, and, um, yeah, and finish praying. How's it now? He says, oh, yeah, okay, it feels about a three. So, okay, this is good. It's going in the right direction. It's not getting worse, which is always a, a good thing. So we prayed again, um, and uh, and we finished praying, and he just kind of, he just started, like, doing this. And he was, uh, what's going on? And he said, I can't, I can't normally flex my ankle. It's normally locked. And I said, well, well, what's the pain? And he said, there's no pain. It's totally gone. And, and um, it was really, it was just really, really cool to, to see. And, um, you know, I always think the test in these things, and maybe it's my, maybe it's my lack of faith and sometimes, but the test in these things is how is it the next day? <laughs> you know, how is it when you've gone home, you've had a sleep, you've woken up the next day? And um, the next day he was up on the stage telling everyone that God had healed his arthritic ankle and he had no pain. So praise God. You know, just seeing God move in, in miraculous and wonderful ways. Yeah, and just really quickly, I've got permission from Cash. She's out with our kids just now, uh, but she just wanted to share a word of encouragement as well. Um, for those who know Cass, she suffers from quite severe pain in her back, um, and um, she said to me, we went up for the conference, oh, I just don't know how much I'll manage, you know, because I, I need to lie down um, to release some of that pain, and, and she actually takes daily morphine as well because the pain is so severe. Um, and she pulled me over at a point in the conference, and uh, she said, do you know what, I've actually not taken any morphine since being here. The, the pain just, it wasn't, 
present enough to need any morphine and she actually attended nearly every single session bar one I think and that was not because of any pain that was just because she felt like <laughs> there was so much to process she didn't need, need a little bit of time with God um, but she just wanted to share that word of encouragement um, as well and she also had somebody come up and be like God's got a word uh, for you for me so what is that? <laughs> and she was just like, ah, uh, okay. So she prayed with this woman. She shared a word that, that God had given her. And uh, the woman was like, that's spot on. And that she actually shared that with some other people and said, that woman just prayed for me. What she said was spot on. Uh, so that was a real word of encouragement there as well. But it was just so wonderful to see God moving in so many different ways and speaking to so many people in different ways, uh, speaking to many of our church family as well, and revealing more of his exciting plans for them and for their lives. Yeah, so I guess, I guess the takeaway on that is, you know, just be encouraged and just take that, take that step, that, that little faith leap when you feel God's prompting you to pray for that person. I've started a note on my phone and I have set myself a target to pray for 200 people. And so I've got three names on that list now and I'm looking for number four. So, um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so, you know. Emily's uh, in the room just now. <laughs> we'll queue up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, just, you know, whatever, whatever works for you, but, you know, yeah, just, just be encouraged. You know, God is on the move. Uh, and he wants to he wants us to partner with him in the in the works of the kingdom so so yeah great well that was a, that's a little bit of a kind of um i don't know a, s- a sidebar to what we're what we're here to talk about this 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 morning um you know we we're just really excited to be back and and just to hit pause on our current series of in the look in the book of acts um as we look to uh, this week which we've titled uh, vision sunday so you know this is our annual uh, recap of the year gone by as we look uh, look ahead at what uh, we believe God has in store for us uh, for the next uh, 12 months. You know, from the outside looking in, uh, it might <laughs> you, we probably look like a pretty well-established church. Uh, you know, up to 100 people come into our uh, Sunday services each week with a thriving kids ministry, you know, a fantastic social media presence. Um, you know, sometimes uh, Fiona and I just have to kind of regroup and think, you know, remember that, you know, this all this started some five years, only five years ago, uh, when we were planted out of Catalyst Vineyard in Aberdeen. You know, there's eight people in a small group, in a living room, you know, just, just hungry for God and hungry to see what he, he had uh, for Sterling. You know, we launched uh, Sunday services in this hall four years ago, um, and, but that was only six months before um, the, the, the pandemic, um, and, and we were back into, you know, we're into lockdown. So we only, af- you know, after a long period of that, we resumed weekly services uh, in November 2021, which, you know, is only two years ago. It took a lot of time to strengthen our teams and rebuild um, uh, rebuild our community and our relationships with each other as we met uh, in person again. And since then, and by God's grace, uh, we have seen our church grow in, in just incredible, new and exciting ways. Uh, God has opened uh, opened up the doors and led us on an incredible adventure so far, and we're really excited for what is to come. Up until this year, uh, Hannah, our senior pastor, was bivocational, working one day a week for the church. Um, Fiona and I uh, came on last year on a buy one, get one free deal. Uh, and uh, we were both, again, we were both bivocational. Um, that's our favorite word at the moment, um, with our church time equaling to one day between us. Becca, and I've got a bit of insert round of applause for Becca. 
and all the work that she does. Becca started with us in June last year, uh, and she took our overall staff team hours to a combined three days a week across four people, covering approximately seven different roles from senior pastor to assistant pastors, ministry leaders for worship, production, kids, youth, administration, and social media. So what, what all that's to say is that we are, uh, we would love to get to a place where we have one person per role, I think, <laughs> um, uh, you know, included within our staff hours, and, and we're pressing into hearing from God and trusting his timing and provision as we look to grow and expand our team. Yeah, so Ali and I, we're experienced vineyard people. Uh, we've been around a while. And uh, when we felt prompted by God to move on from our previous church, uh, we realized quickly how deep the vineyard values are in us. Um, Debbie Wright, who's national director of the vineyard churches in the UK and Ireland, says, we are a growing movement of churches built on God's transforming word who worship God with passion, intimacy, and expectation. We are God's children, empowered by his spirit, extending his kingdom together, everywhere and in every way. We'll serve people, especially the poor and vulnerable, and communicate the good news of Jesus with compassion and generosity. We'll make disciples, develop leaders, plant churches, and contribute to the blessing of the whole body of Christ. We want to be part of that, do you? Yeah, 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 sounds great. Um, so that's, that's what, you know, one of the reasons why um, we just feel passionate about being here and supporting the work that God is doing. And, you know, one of the callings that Hannah had when planting Sterling Vineyard Church is that we would be people, a group of people, passionate about encountering Jesus and sharing his love with our city. We want to bring hope through serving people, um, and we want to take God's presence with us as we go. We want to encourage and help each other to live the lives of love and freedom and purpose in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And you can see it on the banner here. Those words, encountering Jesus, serving our city, taking God's presence as we go. And that remains our primary vision and one that we feel passionate about today and also that we are still working towards. You know, in June, Hannah shared some of her heart and vision and reflection on the amazing adventure that God has, has taken Sterling Vineyard over the last year. And she encouraged us to press in to our calling of growth and fruitfulness in the church of Jesus. And we're just so thankful for the example of leadership that Hannah is to us. And as a team, we pursue God's calling to be a church who makes room for and to be guided by the Holy Spirit. And I said it earlier, you know, in the vineyard, we place worship as a foundation of our meeting together. We're hungry for the word of God. And we believe that everyone gets to play. You know, we're called to do this journey together. We're called to be relational. We're called to be a community, a family. With lots of new people calling Sterling Vineyard their home in the last year, uh, we focused on building community within the church and thinking of ways that we can serve the local community in which we're based. So I'm not going to run through everything, just a few highlights of building community. We had clothes swap shop, fireworks social, men's bowling, family socials, uh, bring and share lunches. Uh, obviously, we've got three more socials this month. Uh, we launched our SV Youth Sundays in January. Um, we have also seen a group of young people attend the Scottish Vineyard Youth Weekend away. Uh, we also hosted a worship gig on behalf of the Message Trust as well. 
And in terms of serving our community, um, in February we did our second Community Sunday with litter picks, prayer walks, uh, blessing our community gift bags as well, given out in the city centre. A few weeks later, we painted planters um, and tidied up the gardens of the St. Anne's Primary School, just behind us. We delivered Easter invitations and blessing bags as well to neighbouring families. Um, and our Easter egg hunt as well attracted lots of people. And we'd love to run a similar event this year, uh, which is even bigger, even better, uh, and even more of a kind of wonderful outreach uh, opportunity for our families across the whole of Stirling. We also took part in the Christmas Give a Gift campaign, uh, Startup Sterling's Reverse Advent Calendar and Secret Santa as well. But we are aware <laughs> that there's so much more that we could be doing to effectively engage and serve our local communities and wider city. And we would love you to prayerfully consider ways to meet the needs of Sterling. Um, uh, how, like, think about how you could be part of that. We want to create environments for you to serve our city in practical and creative ways. You know, as followers of Jesus, we're called to live out compassion and justice in our daily lives. But we also want to be part of a city-wide support network of churches and organizations partnering together to reach out to the poor. Uh, one starting point is that we um, actually, we, in this church, we need a new CAP representative um, for Capforth Valley. So if that's something that you might be interested in, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, but we also just want to hear from others who feel passionate about compassion ministries and serving our city. I felt God prompting, <laughs> prompting me uh, just to take a wee minute to pray about that. You know, we, we sang that song your kingdom come, you know, the, the weak and the poor lifting their heads high towards Jesus. And I know that stirred some of you. It stirred me. <laughs> I know that God has been speaking to people in this room about compassion ministries. And I just pray, in fact, if that's you, would you be bold? Would you stand? Could we gather with you? Could we gather and pray with you? If anyone has a heart for compassion ministries, for serving the poor, the lost, would you stand up now? And if not, don't worry. I'm going to pray just now. Because I'm going to pray that that is on everyone. God, we want to see people's lives transformed by the gospel. We want to pray for the least and the lost. God, we want to see your love in action. And your kingdom come here on earth. God, we pray for these people who are standing now, and we pray for everyone in this room. Lord, would you reveal ways and ideas and ministries? Would you uh, equip people and release people into leading and driving forward compassion ministries? We pray for connection and positive relationships with the council, with schools, with partnerships and other organizations. But God, for these people who are standing, and for these people who are in this room, Lord, would you release gifts of healing and prophecy and signs and wonders to reveal the miraculous power of the Holy Spirit? Would your kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you.
we value ministry time here in the vineyard and there'll be opportunities to pray later. You can grab Ali and myself, any leader here with lanyards on. If God is speaking to you, if God is revealing more of his heart for people in this city to you, please come and speak to us or speak to someone, pray. We want to know what is God speaking to you about? How can we equip people to go out and serve? You know, as Ali said, we, we can't do everything on our own. We need, we need you, we need people. We need to know where the needs are, what the needs are. So God, I just thank you for everyone in this room, everyone who's got a heart for the least, for the lost. And God, would you just be revealing more, more to them now of your perfect and purpose in their life. Amen. I'm just going to move on just for time, sorry. Um, but please do keep praying if, uh, if you want to. So last year was about building community. But this year, we want to identify, we want to train, and we want to release new leaders into new ministries and areas of service. And you know what? We're just so excited in particular that we've got three Vineyard College students this year. So good. And uh, we just pray that this would be a transformational year for, for all of them um, and that God would just use those students in powerful and kingdom impacting ways. Uh, and this is just a call out for anyone who's maybe thinking about Vineyard uh, Leadership College or doesn't know anything about it. Uh, we just challenge you to prayerfully consider uh, if this is the path that God is leading you. For those who want to pioneer new ministries, for those who want to plant churches, those for passion, for worship, for kids, you know, just come and speak to us or any of our college students for more information. I'm particularly um, thrilled to have the absolutely amazing Abby, <laughs> Woo, Abby, uh, who just has such a passion for kids and young people. Uh, and I'm just so excited to be working alongside her. Um, you know, how amazing is it that we've outgrown our current kids setup? that we actually have to now restructure our entire kids and think about how we're grouping them because we just have so many. Um, so from January, we're going to be looking at splitting our primary kids into P2 to 4 and P5 to 7. Uh, and I'm so thankful for Abby's help and support <laughs> and wisdom in that. Um, Abby's also going to be supporting events like kids' socials and family services and outreach. Uh, also stepping up and coordinating some kids' worship with a group of uh, team people um, and just help plan fun, engaging lessons. You know, I said at the beginning, we've got a talk room set up next door um, with a space for zero to threes to play and for parents to listen um, through an audio link. But <laughs> we had a recent kids' meeting about the structure of primary and we were chatting about structure of primary, but everyone was like, we need a staff crash. We need a staff crash. We need a staff crash. I was like, oh, oh, all right, okay. Um, so there is obviously a heart for um, being able to, to staff, um, you know, our, our babies uh, to actually create a ministry area for our babies. Uh, that it's not just about play, but that we can pray with them and, and you know, do amazing things uh, for the Lord through them. Um, so if cuddling babies or playing with babies, or <laughs> if you're a baby person, um, then please do speak to Abby. Um, and I know that she's planning on, on gathering a team uh, for that soon. Uh, for Katie, <laughs> uh, I didn't mean this to sound like a bit like a speech, but anyway, um, <laughs> no, but we're super excited for Katie. Um, she's going to actually help develop our small groups, uh, take on a bit more oversight uh, of this important area of discipleship. 
You know, we in the vineyard, we place such a high priority in our small groups because it's here that we connect with one another on a more personal level. But it's also an opportunity to go deeper, uh, you know, and in our relationship with God. And it's the first point of pastoral care as well, which is really for us important as our church grows and gets bigger and expands. You know, so our small groups are a place to explore God's word, pray, worship, just do life together. Uh, we relaunched small groups in August and we're delighted to have an additional group in Dunblane. Thank you, Ailey and Dan. <laughs> uh, but we'd also love to add more as well. So if small group leading is your calling, if you feel passionate about that as well, do speak to us. Um, you know, and, and we want to see more areas uh, and more people gathering to engage in fellowship with one another. We're very thankful for Aileen this year as well. She's got such a heart and a vision for welcome. Uh, we're so excited to see her developing that, developing and strengthening teams around hospitality as well. You know, we want to be known as a welcoming church. We want visitors, new people, to feel greeted and comfortable and at home from the moment they park their car right the way through to the end of the service. You know, a lot of people might have decided, uh, you know, by the time they sat down with their coffee, if they're going to be coming back again, you know, um, so that's how important our hospitality is, and we're just really thankful for Ailey. Most of you have probably seen or spoken to her. Uh, she seems to know everyone, so you've probably got some kind of connection with her. Uh, but we're so, so excited for the work that she's putting in um, and strengthening that area for us. And Cass as well. Cass has taken on an intercessory prayer role for us, and we're so thankful because, you know, our capacity is just at its kind of limit at the minute, um, but we absolutely want to see um, the power of prayer in this church and in this city. You know, at the conference last week, um, someone said that, you know, if we want God to move, we need to commit ourselves to pray. More prayer, more power. Less prayer, less power. No prayer, no power. So we want to see the power of God move through this church in our communities and throughout the city. You know, it's a weapon we've been given and we must give it the attention it deserves. It's the way that we communicate with God. So please, this is my invitation to you. On behalf of Cass and us, um, please, we'd love to invite you to come join with us just once a month as we pray for our church and our city and as well as globally as well. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, and you know, one starting place uh, for us to train and equip and, and launch, uh, launch leaders is by de uh, delivering our Leadership Essentials um, course. Uh, so this is a, a nine-month online course um, that happens every fortnight, um, just exploring the vineyard values of leadership. Uh, we are actively developing and investing in future leaders, uh, building up and releasing people into worship, kids, service leading, and preaching. And we've got an amazing 20-plus uh, um, people already on that course. Um, and if you would like to get involved, then please, uh, please do come and, and see me. Uh, in the last session that we covered in the course um, was, was titled The Philosophy of Leadership and uh, in it John Mumford who planted the first vineyard church in the UK in southwest London talked through some of the nuances and how vineyard churches structured themselves and uh, you know it became apparent uh, during our discussion that perhaps this wasn't well known um, and that it was actually really helpful to unpack. So I thought I would just spend a couple of minutes explaining how we are set up compared to uh, perhaps a more traditional church. Now each, each vineyard is um, independent from a legal point of view. Uh, we are our own entity with our own charity status, uh, with our own small board of trustees that oversee the operation of the church. 
you know, we're very thankful um, for Andrew McNinch, who's an experienced senior pastor from Falkirk Vineyard, uh, who's been one of the trustees from the beginning, and he provides great insight and wisdom into our discussions. Uh, the other trustees are myself as uh, one of the interim senior pastors, Hannah, although she's on maternity leave at the moment, so taking a break, and Ash, uh, who has recently come on board as a trustee as we look to be a little bit more self-sufficient from within the church and draw on his vast experience in the charity sector. You know, we are, we're also part of uh, the wider Vineyard Movement, which is a collection of churches spanning the country. I think there's some 130, 140 uh, Vineyard churches in the UK at present. Um, you know, we join together to share resources, uh, knowledge, and wisdom with each other, all under the Vineyard UK and Ireland banner. The church uh, this church, uh, Sterling Vineyard Church, is governed such that the leader, um, who we call the senior pastor, uh, has the authority to lead the church and make decisions. There are no deacons or elders um, who the senior pastor reports to, but they do have overseers in the form of more experienced leaders uh, from within the vineyard in the form of regional leaders and directors. That, uh, the line that, that Hannah and at present uh, myself and Fiona report through is to Thomas uh, Urquhart in Inverness Vineyard, who oversees the church plants in Scotland as the multiplier regional coordinator. Uh, and then uh, up to Chuck and Taryn Freeland, who oversee uh, the vineyard in Scotland as a whole as the regional directors. And, you know, we're really excited to have them coming down to speak with us and spend time with us on our fifth birthday celebrations in November. So we are accountable to them. They are accountable to the national directors of the Vineyard uh, Movement in the UK, who are John and Debbie Wright, based, uh, based out of uh, Nottingham. You may, not, uh, you may not be, you also may not be aware that uh, we as a church are fully self-sufficient. We don't get any outside support from the movement, uh, the Vineyard Movement in the UK. Vineyard UK doesn't pay staff salaries. They don't fund our ministries. Uh, in fact, we give 5% of all of our income to the vineyard uh, to support initiatives like the fantastic Vineyard Leadership College and the Dreaming the Impossible uh, Youth Festival that happens every summer. All of our funding comes through the generous giving of our church members, and without your faithful support, we wouldn't be able to do what we currently do. When, I, and when, when, when we stood before you last year, uh, if I'm perfectly honest, I didn't expect to be back here uh, 12 months later doing it again. Uh, but we were a church of approximately 50 people, and that included our children, our youth, and our babies. We've experienced rapid, accelerated growth in the past 12 months, where we've seen our numbers consistently above 80 week on week. And I don't know if you noticed, but two weeks ago when we were here last, it was absolutely jumping and there was 110 people in total, which was our busiest ever service. I hasten to add that it's not about the number of bums on seats that's important, uh, that it is about, it is all about what God is doing through us uh, that truly counts. But uh, yeah, we, we were just super, super excited and uh, to see God uh, growing uh, the church and, and, and blessing what we're doing here. Uh, and with that, I'd just like to take a moment. Um, this is uh, the part where uh, if I was more organized, I'd have some pie charts behind me, but I don't. Uh, just to talk a little bit how we've used the money that's been donated to us in the past year so that you get a picture of where we are at as a church, but also just so that we are open and, and transparent with you. 
you know, our annual income from donations last year was £52,100, which um, was a massive 55% increase on, last ye on the year before, um, which in turn was an increase of 33% on the year before that. Uh, our, our annual expenditure was £53,300, which was a similarly massive increase of 58% uh, on the year before. So we have an, a ran at a net loss for the last uh, 12 months of £1,200. We've seen some large one-off expenses in the past year, like the initial deposit on our leased van, which we just couldn't do church without. And you know, it gives us the ability to do church in multiple locations when, when we can't get into this, into this premises. Uh, in the last year, we also had a, had a clear, clear backlog of uninvoiced whole lets of about £4,000 that hadn't been invoiced to us by Stirling Council for the 2021-2022 financial year. So some big one-off expenses in that expenditure from the last year. We, uh, we also, as a leadership team, made a conscious decision uh, to make significant investments in our staff over the past year. The experience that myself and Fiona gained uh, when we stood in for Hannah last time uh, gave us just a, an incredible understanding of the complexity and the weight that comes with leading a church, uh, particularly one that is experiencing rapid growth and all that entails when it comes to establishing systems and structures that we hope will set us up for the long haul. We were delighted to be able to increase Hannah's uh, contracted hours from 12 to 16 upon her return from maternity leave. And Fiona and I remained on staff as assistant pastors from that point too, sharing a day between us. Uh, as, as we mentioned earlier, we brought Becca in uh, to serve as our administrator. And I'm sure you'll agree that she does an absolutely fantastic job uh, keeping us all informed through emails and up to date on social media. And you'll see her taking photos and snapping away uh, in the background. You know, uh, with the start of the Vineyard College uh, this year and our three students, we are delighted to increase Becca's hours as well, up to a full day per week uh, to allow her to act as our college coordinator. Um, and that's just going to provide um, yeah, just real support to us as a team and to our college students in helping manage their practical placements from within, uh, within the church uh, as they spend time serving on, on our team uh, for, for the next year. Yeah, we also, um, we also give, uh, we have, um, we believe that we should be a generous church. And, we, and I said earlier that we give 5% of, of what we receive to the Vineyard UK, but we also give 10% away to um, charitable organizations. We work closely with uh, Startup Sterling and CAP Fourth Valley, that's Christians Against Poverty, um, in the Fourth Valley region. Uh, so we, we have a regular financial contribution um, that we give each month to, to those organizations. Um, but we, you know, we are actively looking at how we, uh, at organizations that we can support and serve. So if, if there is one that is close to your heart, um, I obviously may, uh, we, we, we'd love, to, we'd love to, to speak with you and see about how we can, how we can support. We love that this is a church where everyone has a part to play. And uh, I don't know if you know, but we have an insane 51 adults serving on one of our teams on this current rotor, which is a real testament to all of you. Uh, I did a little count. Uh, there's, about, there's about 50 people in the room right now. So that's uh, uh, absolutely amazing. Um, we, it's just so great to see that we're all getting stuck in and sharing the loads. And, and we really, we, we've said it before, uh, and we can't do this on our own. And we're so thankful for all of, all of you turning up early and staying late to help facilitate uh, church on a Sunday. 
Um, we would love to see this extended to our youth as well. We just want our youth to be part of our fam, feel part of our integrated church family and not a side-on addition that's separate. We want them to be part of the fabric here. Uh, we would love for our youth to get involved in, in one of our teams, whether that's cafe or, or our production team or our worship team or helping you know, play with the babies or the, or the kids. I'm sure Cooper would love a, a pal to play with in minis uh, each week. So if, if you are a parent of a youth or you are in the youth, um, we would just love for you to get, to get stuck in and, and feel part of our family. Part of our vision and, and our, our dream, I think, is, is that we would have a place that we could call our own, uh, where we could host regular meetings, where we could launch new ministries, where we could train and equip our teams, where we could facilitate worship gatherings and to serve uh, our local community. I think this is even more evident today than it, than it has ever been. How awesome would it be to, to have a place where you don't have to worry if it will be open when we turn up each week or we, where we can decide to run things during the uh, midweek uh, to reach those in desperate need in our city. You know, this is, as I said, this is our passion and, and we, one that we prayed with with our, um, with our national director, Debbie, at the conference in Aberdeen. And, and we would just really invite you to pray with us uh, for this. Um, we recognize that we cannot do it alone, but we believe in a God that can. Yeah, Trent Vineyard were five years old when they got their first buildings. We've got one month. Come on, guys. <laughs> we need to pray. <laughs> and now they, have a, now they have like this warehouse that fits like a thousand people. So um, dream big, dream big. You know, we are very grateful for your, all of your continued financial support uh, to the work of this church. Um, and that being said, as I, I think I said the exact same thing last year, we're pretty much at the limit of what we can sustainably afford to do um, with the resources that we have. Um, and if, uh, you know, that's great, you know, we, we, we are sustainable, we have a sustainable model in place, but we recognize we want to do so much more. We want to advance God's kingdom in Sterling, and we want to see people knowing and lo uh, the love of Jesus, and we want to partner with and alongside organizations who are already doing amazing things in this city. So I would just like to encourage you to use this as an opportunity to prayerfully consider your current giving how you can contribute to the future of the church, this, uh, you know, the city and, and the wider area. Many of us will have set up standing orders last year or the year before or the year before that and haven't thought much about them since. Uh, but I'd like to just encourage you to take the opportunity um, as to whether you want to change that amount uh, that you give or maybe you haven't set up anything regular um, uh, yet and you would like to, you'd like to take that step and do that. You know, take some time over the next week to to consider that if that needs to change and um, yeah and and do do what you feel uh, is, is God is putting on your heart so we're coming into land I'm sorry that we're kind of ran over a bit but um, you know as a church we have been exploring the book of Acts and we've been reflecting on what it's like to be part of the first community of Jesus followers um, after the coming of the Holy Spirit and um, over the next few months, you know, we're going to take a closer look about how this early church did the stuff of the kingdom of God uh, to see lives and nations changed. Um, but I just want to come back to uh, quite a few weeks ago now, Acts 2, 42 to 47, uh, just to, to finish up on. It says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. 
Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Nathie Mimbuazi, director of 24-7 Prayer in South Africa, reflected on this verse saying, the presence of the Spirit didn't just change the way the followers of Jesus preached and prayed. It introduced them to a completely new way of living as they began to meet one another's practical needs and share life together in a generous and joyous community. You know, the radical hospitality of the Jerusalem church had an impact on the wider population that no amount of preaching alone could have done. This new way of living proclaimed that the kingdom of God had come and it's no wonder that people came day by day and were saved, lives transformed and made whole with a generous and loving community who were obedient to God. So we just love this to be a place where we come together in real community with other believers not just another institution, but a place to share meals, meet each other's needs, and experience life together as we follow Christ. But we pray that this church is a joyous community, praising God and meeting the needs everywhere, <laughs> in our neighborhoods, in our villages, and across the city. Why don't we stand? Just for time, if you're a parent, uh, you might just want to pop out now and release our leaders. Um, so our minis are just down the drama corridor and our primary are up in the dance studio. But we're just going to close the service just by praying together now. And Lord, we just commit, <laughs> we commit this to you. God, we know that your plans are so much bigger than ours. And we're so thankful that those plans are so much bigger than ours. We thank you that you have a plan and a purpose, not just for our lives, for this church, but across this whole city and this whole nation, Lord, would you be continuing to speak to us and would we be um, trusting and listening to you closely, Lord, that we would feel um, led in the right direction, Lord. We commit all these um, plans um, to you now and just pray that you would release more words, more pictures, more words of encouragement to people um, in, in the roles and the areas that you are leading them into. We just pray for more of you, Lord, more of your kingdom here on earth, more of your will be done um, on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Sterling Vineyard Sundays podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, please visit our website at sterlingvineyard.co.uk or find us on social media at Sterling Vineyard Church.